0: Blog Talk Radio. are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul welcome to today's episode of the nadia khalil morning show with your host nadia khalil good morning everybody and welcome to today's show today is march 4th 2020 here we go i still can't get over when i say 2020 and i I remember in school they asked us to write about the year 2000 and what we'd be like. And I said we'd be wearing masks and we'd, you know, because we had such bad pollution at the time. So it goes to show you that there is a lot, a lot that happens that we do that's good and that works over time. We just have to be patient. If you were to go back, and read history books. And um, there's this book about Jerusalem, and it goes back to like way before Christ. I don't know where they got all the information, but so we're reading it. And I thought, my God, were we bloody? We've been bloody throughout history. No matter how much people were here, we think the good old days were the days we didn't see, and we only see certain parts of it. But at this time in our history, we've actually built in a lot of checks and balances to stop that kind of stuff from happening even though it still happens it happens differently but it's an amazing transformation and now the things we fight for like human rights and rights for women and rights for children and rights for everybody we've just you know broken ourselves up into a bunch of different checks and balances Even with the worst and craziest of it, we at least know it's the worst and crazy. Um, So it's just such an amazing view. And taking that just to relationships, how different our relationships are now. We have choices now. We can talk about things. We can make things work. We have things that we call like conflict resolution, you know, and okay, now it has a name. But I really wanted to talk about how we fight for our relationships, how we treat the relationships as like in in um the book Think and Grow Rich, they talked about how you your relationship with money or your relationship with a company or your relationship, how that's a separate person. And yet your relationship is a third person in your sphere when you're with somebody. Because what happens, and I've talked about this before and for the new listeners, what happens is there's two people and each one is in there with their own set of luggage. Your baggage is there, their baggage is there, and then there's an issue. And now you're drawing from your baggage, they're drawing from their baggage and the baggage might not match, your feelings get hurt, you think they're trying to hurt you, they're trying to figure out how to not hurt themselves or hurt you and everything is taken differently. We don't have a good language to speak to each other or like mental rules to kind of be aware of what we're doing when we're upset. Because there's like different causes for conflict in a relationship, right? There's, there's like power or control where you need to have a pecking order where one person's usually the one that brings things up, the other person's the person that responds. Or we go into some people go into like this deep self blame, like, I can't do anything right. And, and then the other person's surprised, like, whoa, I thought you do a lot right. Like, where did that come from? But they are learning. Your baggage. And then a lot of times, by the time we're older and we get into relationships, we already know what we're going to do when we get mad, don't we? We know we're going to retreat or not talk or feel weird or get revengeful or try to get justice and fairness. Or we may be the narcissist and we may be the one who needs to manipulate and control the other person. Or the other person may be the narcissist and that may surprise us and we realize that every time we get in an argument we get into all these fractured arguments that have nothing to do with the original argument. Or maybe there's a competition for one or the other to be right. Or maybe we're holding on to a lot of anger and a lot of bitterness towards life, towards people, towards conflict. But the truth is We're going to hit a place where we may not get along. That's one of the healthiest things that can happen to our relationship. Because that's where we grow. And that's where we either grow together or we find out pretty quick that that's not where we belong. And we need to know both. Because when you feel like you belong somewhere, your input, your decision-making on that day and all future decisions are based on feeling like you are building. And if you feel like you are not safe with somebody, You will have kind of known it before the conflict. But once that conflict hits, you will be sure. Because you will say, wow, my gut feeling was right. And a lot of times, it does not mean the other person is bad, 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 and you have to get out and you have to demonize them. But your personal comfort style... Your personal way of dealing with things may be the conflict. Maybe where you know, is your love there to go for the long haul? Or do you feel like, wow, my curiosity has been fed? I don't think this is my place. I feel completely foreign in this way of communicating. Because the ability to successfully resolve conflicts depends a lot on each person's ability and how they manage stress quickly without not being alert, like they're alert. They are completely understanding that there's a conflict and okay, but that's not going to define us. Our relationship is bigger than the conflicts that come and go every day. Successful ways of thinking that you know you can control your emotions and behavior. It's not like if something goes off, you're going off the rails as well. And when we pay attention to the feelings being expressed, then the words we use, we don't use to hurt the other person. Because ultimately, if our job is to hurt the other person, we are hurting ourselves because something in us isn't resolved. And I know we know that consciously. But when we do not pay attention to ourselves, Everything we see in the other person is what we don't like in ourselves, and we get mad at them the way we would get mad at us because we are mad at us for not taking care of our Here you are, two people, and you disagree. Let's say you're out house hunting, and one of you really wants a house, and the other one says, let's keep looking, and you say, okay. Let's keep looking. So you look and you've gone to a second house, a third house, a fourth house, and you know you wanted that first house. You know why, you know how it works, and the other person, after five or six houses, still isn't settling. There's something wrong with every house, let's just say. And then you start to realize that you're never going to buy a house because the other person just isn't happy with anywhere. And then you say? Instead of saying, well, you never are going to like anything. You find something wrong with everything. That's an attack on the relationship because that's saying, hey, we don't know how to communicate. Our poor relationship's off on the sideline because you don't know how to communicate. But let's say you're really tired of looking every weekend and the other house is still available, the one that you at least, at least one of the two of you feel like there's a future in it. And you say to your partner, "Hey, you know what? Let's revisit that first house now that we've seen many. the other house I feel we can we can have a future in it, and maybe you can't see that now, but let's go back and revisit it now that we've seen other homes. Who got attacked in that? Nobody." What did that do for the relationship? It allowed a potential conflict, a potential conflict, turning into a place you can trust. Because even the person who's indecisive, as you are learning someone, because every relationship brings in a new issue here and there, They may be grateful that you stopped that ball from rolling and you said, hey, you know what, because now they're saying, oh, you know what, this is a big decision. I've never made a big decision before, this big, and it kind of scares me, and that's why I can't settle. It's not because what we have seen doesn't work. It's because I'm scared to make a big decision. Well, they will have the room to say that. You don't attack them. Because that invisible third person called your relationship is given the room to grow. And when we feel like we have that space, we're going to look at that other person as a resource, as a partner. As somebody who cares about the two of us, not just about themselves. As someone who can pretty much handle a stressful situation because you're putting a lot of money in one place. And you're both going to be responsible. It's a huge first commitment in any relationship. And then once that's done, buying a car is easy thinking of having a child, because now the template has been set as to how there will be respect, there will be awareness of differences. The words spoken aren't meant to attack or hurt. And I know that whole thing about treat others how you would want to be treated, but I wouldn't just say that, I'd actually hear that. That's a whole nother world. But when you can understand that you are not being defeated, you are not just over compromising. You are not just over accommodating. You are not just over collaborating just to be nice. Because all of that makes you feel like that whole ego thing. Like, well, what am I getting out of this? Well, what am I getting out of this? But if you ask yourself, what is my relationship getting out of this? Do it with my work all the time. Because I had to take, because I love the whole relationship thing and I, I love working with people. And so that part's always been easy for me. But sitting my hyper body down at a desk to answer emails or do those kinds of things is literally torture for me. But I had to deal with myself as my work being that second entity, you know, those filter questions like, where will this action lead me? That is the question of the week. But let's take that and put that question on top of our relationships. Where will this action lead me? If I want my partner to feel bad or feel stupid, for coming up with that idea, good luck having them come up with an idea in the future because that person will learn that the relationship cannot withstand conflict. And if you avoid conflict and say, well, we've never gotten in an argument, I always say, really? Like what kind of decisions do you make? But some people will say and not use the word argument because it sounds so abrasive. That they'll just say when we have disagreements, we're pretty much direct. We talk about how we feel without including or blaming the other partner in how we feel. We never say never or always. You always do that or you never do that. We pretty much pick our battles. We're really good at that. There's some things that, geez, let the other person breathe. But this one is going to affect the relationship or the family. We really listen to each other. Like we don't talk and interrupt the other one because we know what they're going to say. And that's a hard one because the longer we've known somebody, the more we know what's coming. And we just cut them off and come in. And then they say, wait a minute, I didn't finish talking. And you're like, I already know what you're going to say. And they're going to say, how do you know what I'm going to say? And then there you go, splinter argument. But they really do listen. It's hard. But once you get used to it, you will be very surprised, very surprised at how little energy You have to throw at each other. Just by you waiting, just that patience, forget what they say, just the patience to hear another person is so respectful that it is a game changer. Think about it. Think about how when you had something that you needed to say and someone actually listened to you, didn't that feel respectful? What you had to say may not have been easy. The fact that they had the patience and the caring to listen gives you a sense that you were heard. And most of the time, that's all you needed. And that you don't automatically object to what your partner has to say. Like, oh, no, 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 and they're not even done talking. I mean, imagine you're cut off and you're being told you're wrong. Who needs that? But to just slow it down, slow your roll, listen to what people have to say. It may surprise you. And it also makes you respect them more because now you're watching another person, a soul, and you're learning how it wants to take care of itself so it can be better to be with you. Think about even how gentle that feels to hear, how gentle it feels even to say that the soul is expressing itself to you. And this is just how this person thinks. This is what they see. And they want to show you what they see so that they can be with you Why listening. If there's anything you ever learn in your life, it's to be a good listener. Because if you listen to them, who else are you listening to? Yourself. You've taken the time to understand following one of your thoughts through to the end. Because once you follow any thought, whether it's with yourself or in a relationship, through to the end, you get to the point where you can make a decision. One of our biggest issues as people is that we know what we want or don't want, but we don't think the thought through to the end So it always feels unfinished and it keeps coming up and it keeps coming up and it keeps coming up. And in relationships, if your partner really believes that they were not heard or keep getting cut off, they will feel unfinished in every single time. There is a conflict that shows up at your door. The same issues will come up because issue number one wasn't resolved and then issue number two wasn't resolved and then the longer you are together, you have all these issues so every time there's an argument, what happens? You go back to the beginning. They're like, you're still talking about that? And you yourself won't even know why. And it's all because we weren't heard. Being heard, if I had to say what is the most important thing any of us can do, to listen. Because when you listen, you automatically know if something's even a conflict or not. It could be a misunderstanding. It could be that your partner doesn't have all the facts. You don't have to say, well, what you don't know, and then now you're showing them. You say, oh, I get what you are saying now. God, I'm glad we both took the time to hear each other because I thought this was a whole different issue. That's all you wanted? That's all you were upset about? God, I'm so glad we listened to each other because then I can take a different perspective. It's not so bad. And I don't have to show contempt or that my partner's inept, or that I'm inept, or that I have to take blame, or do we start playing the games? No game based on truth. Not one. Not one. So Liam writes in the chat I read that. Sameness is not a sign of evolution, but that even in an evolved world, there will be differences of opinions. That differences of opinions is a healthy sign. It's just the way we resolve conflict that needs to evolve. That's the whole nuts and bolts of this show. It is inevitable, inevitable that we are going to have conflicts with ourselves. We may want to do something we know we haven't thought through but we don't care because we want to do it so bad that if things go south, we're going to feel like, well, I can deal with anything this brings. Well, ma'am, maybe you can, but do you want to? I welcome conflict because it forces me to another level of thinking. It allows me to use what I've learned. It allows me to learn more about the other person. It gives me insight into life. There's something that Christ said in Origins of Truth. Every single thing we're going to deal with in life is going to go back to truth, love, and purity. Only we will know it deeper and deeper and deeper. Now, I really want to talk about that because we are at the deeper and deeper and deeper part. I had to think the other day, if I were to tell someone where to start with understanding evolvement, -evolvement, self-evolvement, self-love, what would I tell them to do? Would I tell them to listen to the shows? Would I tell them to read the book? a conflicting issue in me for a long time because I have many people come to me with relationship issues and when I tell them to treat their relationship as a separate entity, is this good for the relationship? Will this grow the relationship? Am I contributing to this relationship or am I hurting the relationship? Not are they hurting the relationship, are they contributing? No pointing fingers. And as they're like, well, how do you know this? And I forget that people don't even know that I saw Christ. And that's where I learned all this from. I've gotten so used to it that I talk about it less and less. Yet it's the most important thing behind this. It's like the engine in the car. And I thought, but when you read the book, you start to see your own role in your own life, regardless of your partner. And you start to see what you're bringing to the table. Are you part of not feeling like you deserve a relationship? Not knowing how to accept love? Not being used to being heard? And used to kind of like being in a relationship and you're here and you share this and this and this with them. But on the other hand, you don't share this and this and this with them. I left the relationship because the relationship was not treated as something special to the other person. The way I felt it was special. So our love styles, our love language, didn't match. And I remember realizing that I was in 100% and he was in 80%. I even could see the gap. So I said, because I wanted to solve the issue and I wanted to stay, even though in the very beginning I did not listen to my instinct that said, this isn't the right relationship. It's not a bad relationship. It just isn't the right one. And I wanted it to be right. On the outside, it looked great. But one day on one of our many walks, I said, do you realize, I'm not upset about it, but do you realize that I'm 100% in And you are only 80% in. And to my surprise, he was not surprised at all. He said, yeah. And I said, wow, you know that? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, holy cow, why didn't you tell me you don't jump in? You'd, You'd have figured it out, but some people like it that way. And I said, well, that 20% that you're not in, where is that going if it's not going here? And he wanted to take trips alone for 10 days, but wanted to be fair to me to take me on some of them so that I don't feel like he's just living his life. And I thought, well, wait a minute. This is might might be okay for someone who's just dating someone but over time that shouldn't part of the mix cuz it's just off at least to me. If I needed to take two or three vacations a year without my partner for long periods of time and and he said, "But I've always been that way." And mm-hmm. I said, "Well, that explains the turnover." But because that 20% was not vulnerable enough, honest enough, open enough to be part of the third person, that third person was starving. So we have to feed the third person, the third energy that lives between us with heart, with hope, with listening. Because that is where you will solve every conflict that comes and the conflicts will come and go and the relationship will still be standing. Most of our arguments are because we do not listen to each other. We just think we know everything and we don't. We're here to learn everything and look at your relationship as a place to learn. I can't believe my time is up already. I will see you guys tomorrow on Dream Theme Thursday. Send in your dreams and we'll dissect them tomorrow morning. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.